Hello and welcome to Best Comics Ever, presented by Comic Book Herald. I'm your host, Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com, and welcome to our third June episode, our tenth episode overall, the one where I rank all the comics I read this June 2018. Throughout Best Comics Ever, we'll go deep on topics of conversation around the pick for story of the month, with a focus on themes, impact, and innovation. And then in the final section, I'll be ranking the comic or comics on Comic Book Herald's list of the best comics ever. The list is currently upwards of 375 comics, and after we're done here today, we'll be at 396 from Watchmen to Wanted, and a stack with recommended reads. If you want to check it out, just go to comicbookherald.com slash thebestcomicsofalltime with a hyphen in the URL between each word. We also have another mysterious benefactor to thank. Our mysterious benefactors are those people who have gone on patreon.com slash comicbookherald to support the site and all the reading order guides we do, as well as the podcast here, Best Comics Ever. And uh, they have donated to the mysterious benefactor tier to keep the the site up and running and thriving. So today we want to thank Trey McLemore. Thank you for your mysterious benefactor support. Thank you, Trey. A quick note about spoilers. Uh, some of the comics I'll be talking about today, I will be talking in terms of brief synopsis of what they are about. If you hear a title and you don't want to even know the slightest little bit of what it's about for fear of spoilers, then bail at your own desire. Uh, for the rest of you, there will be uh, nothing that would typically be quantified as a spoiler. So, June comics rankings. Here's what I read. I'm going to start with a couple of revisions on the best comics ever list, and then we'll get into the new stuff. Uh, the first one, Redneck, a image comic series written by Donnie Cates. Uh, I read volume two, which came out on Image this not too long ago, and I wanted to adjust my ranking as a result. Uh, it's a very good book. And I thought that perhaps I'd be moving it up, given its quality. Uh, it turns out I'm not moving it up anymore, but I am dropping. So I was looking at what was above it. Right now I have Valiant Comics Secret Weapons, DC's Catwoman Volume 1, written by Ed Brubaker with art by the late, great Darwin Cook, as well as Mike Allred. Uh, but I did notice I had Profit Volume 1 above it, which I severely overrated uh, inside my top 200s. So I dropped Profit uh, by Brandon Graham in the low 200s below Green Arrow Year One, and as a result, Redneck, which again is very good, uh, Redneck being the story of uh, basically country mm, hillbillies, probably a stretch, but you know, country style Texas vampires. Um, it's a, a simple concept, but it's very good, and it moves up one spot by default to number 198 on the list or excuse me, 197. So the other addition I had was a revision was actually a downgrade. That was to the DC Rebirth era Wonder Woman written by Greg Rucka. I've been going deep on DC Rebirth throughout June here uh, on Best Comics Ever. And one of the series I did do a reread on was the, the first year of Wonder Woman with writing by the immensely talented and often great Greg Rucka. And I was not nearly as into this Rebirth era as I hoped I might be. Uh, I'm dropping the rank as a result. I had the book uh, reasonably high at number 175 on the list, but I definitely need to drop below the previously mentioned Redneck as well as several other titles. So ultimately, I decided to drop it between Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man by Chip Zdarsky and Adam Kubert and Providence Act One written by Alan Moore with art by Jason Burroughs. So that brings Wonder Woman 
down into the uh, mid 200s. Which brings us now, of course, to ranking the new books that I read. Uh, my absolute favorite this go-round was a book from Aftershock Comics that I had very, very limited, if any, expectations for. I hadn't even heard of this until I, I reached out to Aftershock recently and, and wanted to see about Review Comics to get them a little more visibility um, on Comic Book Herald. Aftershock being a relatively new publisher in the space, um, they, they pride themselves on science fiction and fantasy, and you can see that they're going for a uh, image comics style level of quality or maybe a vertigo of yore. Um, but but Fujitsu is the name of this comic. It's written by Jai Nitz with art by Wes St. Clair. And I love this book. Uh, it's my number one rated comic that I'm going to rate uh, in this month. And I actually scrolled way up to the high end of the list for Fujitsu. I'll admit I was kind of considering waltzing into top 50 territory, but looking at the barrier just to make it into the top 100, I've got uh, Orion by Walt Simonson and Wicked and Divine by Karen Gillan and Jamie McKelvey. Uh, those are currently sitting just outside my top 100. Uh, anything just getting inside the top 100 on the best comics of all, all time, that's an ambitious goal. So I can say definitively looking at that kind of top just inside the top 100, uh, Fujitsu is not as good as DC Metal, the complete event which I ranked uh, at number 88 on the best comics of all time list. And obviously, if you've been listening to best comics ever, know that it is an event that I absolutely adore. Um, but I would probably rather read Fujitsu again than 52. Uh, which I had at number 91. So that's where I slotted it. Uh, since Triumph and Torment, the Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom graphic novel, is an all-time Doctor Doom and, frankly, strange story, um, Fujitsu goes below that, but it goes at number 91, just ahead of 52. So seriously, I don't I don't know that it's even out in trade yet. Um, I might have just been reading an advanced review, but when it hits, Fujitsu is a book that... I highly, highly recommend checking out. It is so fun. Uh, it is this kind of crazy blend of kung fu and science fiction. There's wild time travel. There's all sorts of just completely bewildering, unexpected pop culture that finds its way into this book. Uh, it's inventive as heck. The third issue is a golden age throwback in which the titular hero, Fujitsu, is a uh, sidekick or partner of a Golden Age team with Johnny Unitas as the main hero known as the Golden Arm. Uh, issue four, every page just about features a quote, um, like a historic or, or classic quote in a, a really kind of surprisingly inventive comic book approach. You know, a lot of times you'll see a bookend quote, maybe a historian or somebody throws a Julius Caesar quote up front or something to set the tone for the issue. But this book used historical quotes to to transition every page. Uh, it's really fascinating stuff. And then and that's just the kind of craft stuff. But it, the story as a whole is so much fun. It's so wild. I, I love this book, Fujitsu. Uh, highly recommend from Aftershock Comics. So the next highest on my list uh, is a book called Motor Crush. came out from Image Comics uh, not too long ago. The second volume was very recently released, and we're going to drop down the list, but again, still in good standing. 
I was looking in the vicinity of, uh, of some very good first volumes, including books like Descender, Deadly Class, Queen and Country, uh, Witches by Scott Snyder and Jock is the one that gave me pause, uh, since that tells a surprisingly complete story and remains very memorable. Uh, I'm interested in reading more Motor Crush and, and soon at that. Again, volume two is sitting on my tablet right now, I believe. And I can see Motor Crush rising several spots soon. Uh, for now, I placed the book uh, written by Brendan Fletcher with art by Babs Tarr and Cameron Stewart. Um, I placed it one one spot below, which is in the uh, early 170s and number 171 on the best comics of all time list. I'll just quick synopsis of Motor Crush. Uh, it's about, basically, it's a, a race-fueled economy. So there's a, a woman who likes to compete in, in basically motorcycle races is the simplest version of it. But they're a little more, um, almost like Warriors, the 70s cult classic, where people kind of have their own vehicles and their own style and their own gangs associated. Uh, but anyway, she's a great racer. Her dad used to be a great racer. They're just trying to make it. Uh, and, uh, and and turns out that she needs basically to drink motor fuel to give her an edge uh, or even to just survive. So it's it's a lot more fun to read than it is to describe, uh, but that's a wild, wild fun book. If you liked what Fletcher, Tar, Stewart brought to the table on Batgirl of Burnside, uh, some of their DC work, I, I wasn't head over heels for that book but i appreciated the tone they were going for and motor crush to me uh kind of perfects it um it's an excellent opening arc i'm excited to see where the book goes next uh our next rank comic on the list is only going to move down a couple spots here uh to number 174 and that's going to be the doctor strange run by the aforementioned donny cates uh cates is on strange is my favorite of his marvel work to date uh, we'll have a little bit more on that in a moment. And it, again, it ranks close to Motor Crush, just under Deadly Class on my list. Um, for those who who are kind of newer to Marvel, uh, Donnie Cates is a, he's a comic book writer, and he is kind of the, the new up-and-coming star, I want to say, in the Marvel line. Uh, he's getting a, a lot of very positive press, a lot of critical acclaim, and for good reason. He's doing some interesting, uh, very, very exciting readable work uh strange again for me is my favorite of his it kind of has more moments to breathe and as a run he's done a lot of um miniseries right now for the publisher and strange goes about 10 issues including a crossover event uh marvel's damnation which is a 2018 event that actually serves as a sort of minor uh, secret empire epilogue believe it or not but check out that run. Um, it's not on Marvel Unlimited yet. When it gets there, it's definitely going to be well worth your time, especially for fans of Doctor Strange. That brings us to our fourth highest rated book on the list, and that's going to be the finally now completed Shield, written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Dustin Weaver. Uh, again, this one has uh, a strange history to it. Shield. Uh, many of you know either from the comics or even just the marvel movies is of course the organization that sort of serves as the peacekeeping global task force in marvel comics headed up by nick fury uh in the late 2000s into actually really it was 2010 2011 uh writer jonathan hickman with again art by dustin weaver uh really re reimagined shield as this sort of organization that had existed throughout time and it included sort of the intelligentsia of 
um, of the world's history. So figures like Galileo, Archimedes, uh, Michelangelo, Sir Isaac Newton, they're all parts of basically this brotherhood of the shield that has existed throughout time it's a really interesting book it's hickman is is my favorite marvel writer of the 2000s um kind of by far and shield is the one that i honestly did not get for the longest time i i did a reread because issues five and six of the second volume of the series were just released this month uh there was a seven-year publication delay which is insanity uh, typically, comic books will be released maybe one issue per month is is typical. Uh, if there's a delay, it might be a few months. Seven years is unheard of. <laughs> and and frankly, even as someone who likes the series, not worth it at all. Uh, if you've been collecting issues since that time, I wasn't even into comic book collecting back when this thing was originally coming out. But uh, once it's all up on Marvel Unlimited or, or wherever you choose to read it, S.H.I.E.L.D. is uh, a very worthwhile pickup. So in terms of ranking it, I found myself fixating on a particularly weird comparison, uh, which was the recently completed Batman White Knight by Sean Murphy. Uh, he wrote and, and drew it. Uh, White Knight is certainly more palatable. It's White Knight, is, as we talked about last time. Um, it's this kind of familiar concept with the Joker as, you know, what if he went good, basically, and what if Batman was actually the bad guy, that sort of thing. But it's executed very well. Uh, and again, it's like it's a very easy Elseworlds kind of uh, out of continuity book to pick up. Um, that said, I expect I'm more likely to return to Shield to mine some of its depths. There are deep philosophical musings throughout the book. Uh, it has a lot of heady sort of thoughtful material to it. Nonetheless, I'm going to put Shield just behind White Knight for now because Murphy's art is some of my favorite in comics, and uh, although Dustin Weaver is no slouch and shield looks amazing uh it white knight is going to just edge it out so shield comes in at number 204 on the list that brings us to our fifth rated comic here in june 2018 and this is going to be uh the aforementioned kate's again uh, the arc thanos wins so this one got a ton of acclaim recently uh to start basically to rank this book which was issues 13 to 18 of Thanos, the ongoing series that started in uh, 2016, uh, I had to do some restructuring on the list. So I kept noticing I had Black Masks, the, the publisher, their book Space Riders, Volume 1. I had to move that up. Um, I kept kept hitting a wall there and realizing I had Space Riders ranked too low. So I moved it all the way up to number 205, just below S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, because every time I think about it, I, th I keep thinking, well, that comic's not better than Space Riders, so I had to move it up. That leaves the pointed argument on the list whether the previous number 226 ranked book, Thanos by Jeff Lemire and Mike Diodato, surpasses the arc Thanos wins. So the, the flow of this is Thanos launched or relaunched post-Secret Wars, so the 2015-2016 timeframe in Marvel Comics history, um, with 12 issues written by Jeff Lemire and drawn by Mike Diodato. And it's very good. Uh, I like it quite a bit. It is compared to Thanos wins, continuity heavy. Uh, picks up on a lot of what's been going on in Thanos in the Marvel Universe. That stuff appeals to me quite a bit. Um, you get more Black Order in there. You get his son Thane. Uh, and then, of course, you get some really fun uh, cosmic elements of the Marvel U. Thanos wins, on the other hand, 
is really you could operate as a standalone graphic novel. Uh, writer Donny Cates with artist Jeff Shaw, they take the sort of future imperfect route, uh, future imperfect being the Hulk story from the early 90s by Peter David and George Perez, where the, the it's a future where the Hulk has essentially conquered the earth. And you have this future version of Hulk known as the Maestro confronting the present day Hulk who has traveled to this time period and basically saying, this is what you become, this is what you will be, you have destroyed and beaten all the Marvel heroes, you are the strongest there is. Um, but he's intelligent, of course, and he's sort of this brutal dictator in the world. Uh, Thanos wins. It's not good guy versus bad guy. It's Thanos versus Thanos. But the older version, has he's won. He has conquered the world, and he brings his younger self to him to finally... Uh, do what what neither of them has been able to do on their own throughout all of time and that is of course when the heart of lady death so it's a it's going to be a book that people go to when they say hey what thanos comic should i read especially after infinity war this is an extremely valuable thing to have in marvel's bullpen um honestly i love jim starlin's work you'll see a lot of it ranked on here jim starlin being the creator of thanos but his his writing style, um, again, something even like Infinity Gauntlet is probably the most accessible he gets, but it, it has a, a weightiness and sort of some purple prose to it that doesn't fit with maybe some modern sense of style, and, uh, and Thanos Wins doesn't have those problems, of course. So I know I'm in the vast, vast minority in terms of thinking that the Lemire and Diodato run might actually be better than Thanos Wins. Nonetheless, the legacy of of the story by Cates and Shaw is going to outshine it by far. I can tell that it's it's had a huge impact. It's, if it's effective at generating new fans of the character, this villain, this Marvel villain that I love, um, that's a huge win uh, in my book, and that's a very effective comic. So with that in mind, I ranked it just below Superman for all seasons, and just above the likes of Fantagraphics, Buddy Does Seattle, and Images I Hate Fairyland. That puts Thanos wins at number two hundred and twenty-five on the list. So a couple quick hits here to wrap up. I also got into, for the first time, uh, the Lionforge, Lionforge universe. Uh, Lionforge is a new up-and-coming publisher, and uh, they have launched a superhero, shared superhero universe, that is called the Catalyst Prime universe. And Noble is the first comic that was launched in this line and it was my favorite of two initial reads with some very interesting inventive panel layouts we have writing here by brandon thomas with art by jamal eagle uh it's this recklessly kinetic off-kilter superhero beginning uh it's not what i would expect from a superhero origin in, in some ways it is but in a lot of ways it leaves mystery it leaves detail to be imagined which is actually pretty smart and kind of appealing for someone who's read a lot of superhero comics um it also does some awesome things with flashbacks throughout the book where there will be these panels that are they're clearly intended as flashbacks it's something you don't see in comics done so effectively though uh, it'll happen during the middle of battles and, and things where it's typically the page is all action and all of a sudden there's this flashback in there um again it's a visual more typically associated with like tv or movie and they they find a way to integrated into this book uh, pretty effectively so uh it's almost the polar opposite of the book i wound up ranking it directly below that's tom galt's moon cop uh, published by drawn quarterly which is just uh, laconic and perfectly simple and and just 100 percent on target all the time uh whereas noble's just kind of all over the map but i put it right below it um so it ranks at number 282 on the best comics of all time which again i mean this list is 
these are things I like. These are books that I like, even anything inside the top 300 at this point. Again, we're going to hit almost 400 today. Uh, anything inside the top 300 is a book that I quite enjoyed. And I did put Noble above, for example, The New Teen Titans by Marv Wolfman and George Perez, which is one of the more acclaimed uh, DC 80s arcs really of all time. So pretty high ranking, all things considered. And that brings me to the final book that I'm going to rank today. Um, not, the, not the last book I added to the list, but the last one I'm going to talk about inside the top 300, and that's Chrononauts. Uh, this is a such a simple yet enjoyable book from writer Mark Millar, uh, the creator of Kick-Ass and, and Wanted, which Wanted is, in fact, my, my least favorite comic on this entire list. But uh, it's Millar and Sean Murphy, again, the artist, and there's not a ton to it. It's just a couple of bros. Uh, basically, they're science bros, and they find a way to travel through time and... Uh, it's a ton of fun. It's just four issues. It's simple and a blast and you'll read it in a single sitting and be glad you did. Um, I'd rather read it again than another Sean Murphy drawn production, which would be his Vertigo Venture with Scott Snyder, uh, The Wake. So I've got The Wake at 291. Chrononauts, I ultimately put uh, above We Three, which is a Grant Morrison Frank Quietly joint, which is very well beloved, but not for me. Uh, as much, and I put Chrononauts right above that at number 287 on the best comics of all time. It comes in just below DC's Identity Crisis, um, an extremely popular uh, book for them and, and a big one that people pick up when they're getting into the DC universe. Uh, it's got some some backlash uh, in terms of the way it's delivered, certainly lately. That said, I'm more inclined to maybe go through a reread of Identity Crisis to see if I would like it as much in today's climate as I did at the time, and I'll put Chrononauts directly below it. So there you have it. We have our June comics for 2018 ranked. Uh, if you have thoughts, of course, come in and share them on the site, comicbookherald.com. Best Comics Ever is written and produced by myself, Dave Busing. You can find more of my writing at, again, comicbookherald.com, where you can also find a complete collection of Best Comics Ever episodes. If you like Best Comics Ever and Comic Book Herald, you can also find more of the site, including comic book panels influencing, influencing each podcast, at Comic Book Herald on Twitter, Instagram, or at facebook.com slash comicbookherald. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review sharing why you enjoy it. If you don't like the podcast, please write a letter, letter to your local congressman and ask them whether they support net neutrality. Music for Best Comics Ever is by Anthony Weiss. You can find more of his music at anthonyweiss.com. That's Anthony, W-E-I-S.com. Best Comics Ever is made possible by listener support on Patreon. You can learn more about supporting the work and receiving Comic Book Herald and Best Comics Ever exclusive content at patreon.com slash comicbookherald. Thanks for listening, and as always, enjoy the comics.